Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is Thomas Freeme with the Thomas Freeme TV and podcast show coming back once again with another great episode and coming out of Michigan with a great story and a mission. So with that being said, I will allow my guest to introduce herself, what she's here for, and what we're going to be discussing today. So if you will. Hi, my name is Kimberly Woodson, and I am the founding director of Redeeming Kimberly, and I'm also Michigan Liberation Campaign Organizer to Restore Good Time. And today, I would like to talk to you about my Good Time Ballot Initiative, where I'm trying to collect over five million, five half a million signatures. I'm saying five million. Wow, that will be the ballot. I won't. That's what we're shooting for. You said it. That's what we're going for. Five five million million people. Come on, thank you. I don't believe in Florida M slips. So, hey, five million. Yes, but um, I'm trying to collect the signatures required so that I can put it on the November ballot so that the people of Michigan can decide whether they are okay with truth and sentences as it stands, which allows the people that are housed in there to do 125% more of their time than what they did. So, if they got sentenced to five to 10, they end up doing seven and a half years and then they come out angry, better, and without less help because they've been sitting there unnecessarily for all those years when they could have been receiving adequate programming that would enable them to earn disciplinary credits out of the Department of Corrections. Yeah, and I can give testimony to that because... You know, after after I've done so much time, you know, and my transition occurred and I was ready to to embrace the world. And and, and I knew internally that that I had fixed the errors in my ways and, and you know, and, and corrected my thought process. I still had years to do. You know what I mean? I still had years to do. And, and what started happening was frustration, fatigue, just mental stress and, and, and strain, you know, and that yes, I can I can definitely testify that to that. So what exactly is this motion? And I apologize. My baby decided to wake up early today than she normally do. And she's full of energy. It's okay, mommy. It's but okay. Cause we're gonna get into the reason why. We're gonna get I into how much of a blessing time. she is. We're gonna get yeah, into how much of a blessing she I, is. So. I want good time to come back because I want other residents of MDOC to come home and experience this kind of joy. I served over 29 years in in the Department of Correction. I went there at the age of 17. I came home a few weeks shy of my 47th birthday. This is my miracle baby. However, what infuriate me the most is that a year after I was at home, MDOC sent me a timesheet calculation where they calculated the good time that I had accumulated over the years that they hadn't applied to me. And it said that I was supposed to go home in April of 2012. This was 2018. And so that infuriated me. So I was like, now with truth and sentencing, this doesn't apply to those that are in there now that are trying to do the right thing. That is just sitting around wasting away because I've seen the suicide rate increase since truth and sentencing 
it was enacted. It's like I've seen someone come in with less than 18 months and kill themselves because they really couldn't see doing 18 months. And I know to someone who had 20 years or more at that point, it was unfathomable. To me, I was unconscionable and I was trying to find out why all of these people was just killing themselves. I couldn't understand because I had put in so many years. So for them to just be giving up, I just didn't figure it out. And so I took a closer look and I seen that all of the program opportunities that I had when I went in in 88, they didn't have those options no more. They was just sitting around just being miserable, not being encouraged to improve or nothing. And it was no incentive to do anything. And the only attention that you got was negative attention. When you messed up, that's when all of the administration knew your name. When you were constantly running back and forth to administration segregation, they knew you. But if you were someone that was under the radar trying to just be no clear kind of, the warden wouldn't even begin to know your name. And that's sad. Where's an incentive to do good? And they need to bring those things back because it is about corrections and rehabilitation, not warehousing. And that's what we have went as a society to where we throw this unknown or undesirable up under the rug. And that's the prison system where you made a mistake, go over there and on time out, but you should care about what they're doing in time out and the incentives and how they're shaping their mindset. It shouldn't be another statistic just because someone else killed themselves while incarcerated. Why is the morale so low? Is this supposed to be a place of reflection where someone really changed? And if it's not that, then why are we locking them up? Well, I mean, (laughs) here I go. Here I go, America. Here I go. I mean, it is a business. And this is what I'm trying to get our American citizens, you know, citizens to understand there's, there's people out there and there's many, many people out there that are saying to themselves, you know what, these are prisoners. They deserve it. They deserve to be punished. Life deserves to be hard for them, but yes. And I agree right there. There has to be a certain degree of, of reflection. And the only way that can happen is through pain. Pain is what makes us reflect. So I agree But what goes on inside of prisons is beyond atrocious. It's beyond penal. It's beyond human. It's inhumane. And what I'm trying to get the people to understand is, as you heard this lady just explain, it has nothing to do about rehabilitation. It has nothing to do about fixing these people. This is this is an industry. This is a prison industry. We keep saying it's a prison industrial complex. This is a prison industry and it's designed to do exactly what this lady is 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 describing. So yes, people deserve to be punished to a certain extent, right? So that rehabilitation can set in and that people can can understand the errors of their ways. I went through it and I understand I understand 100% wholeheartedly what it took for me to, to change my thought process. So it has to be in place, but this system that we have 
is unconstitutional, it's corrupt, and it's slavery. And the reason why they treat us the way that they treat us is because we are looked upon as slaves. It says that right in the 13th Amendment that we like to, to bolster up so much, you know, that we are still treated less than man, you know, and that's the bottom line. And that's, that's how we're treated. That's how we're looked at. That's how we're, we're treated in the community. That's how we're looked at in the community. Once somebody finds out that we're a convicted felon, everything changes. Everything changes. So you did 29 years, you say. And you went in at 17 years old. Yes, I did. I was a juvenile. What you consider a juvenile life. Do you, you want to share those accounts of what, what happened? Yes, I went in at 17. Um, I was actually sentenced to natural life in prison. I was sentenced to die. And for a first-degree felony murder charge. I served almost 30 years because of Alabama versus Montgomery. I was able to go home, come home. I was resentenced. I was able to come home in 2012. And then, then again, in 2016, they made a retroactive admission. And then I applied to be resentenced. I came home in 2017, shortly after my resentence to discover that society has no idea, even though there was a $500 million lawsuit in the women's prison for sexual harassment, society still had no idea the treatment that goes on in there. Even though they have had an officer that was charged with placing bets, uh, what was it, neglective homicide, because a young lady killed herself when she was supposed to be watching her and why she was placing bets that she would try to kill herself. All these things has came out in the public and society have like brushed over it as if it's no more than a mosquito and that it's not fair. And I am going to keep speaking out until they re really address the elephant that is clearly sitting in the room with us. And it's called mass incarceration. And these individuals, they made a mistake. But if we keep treating them as subhuman and we lock them up in cages as animals and treat them as such and then want them to come back into our society and act normal, which is whatever normal society deems, then how are we supposed to make the transition successfully from all those different stages and all those different hats that y'all want us to wear. But where is the training? Where is the counseling? Where is the working on the individual as a whole? Because the cookie cutter approach is not working. Lock them up is not the answer. Why did I end up in that situation in the first place? Isn't it odd that a 17 year old can have a first degree felony murder charge? and never have any other charge before? What kind of system lets that happen? I want to read something real quick. I've been texting back and forth with a, an individual, and I'm not going to say his name, but he's in a prison in Mississippi. He's an innocent person. He's been fighting his case. To summarize real quick, uh, they withheld DNA evidence and coerced him into pleading out to a manslaughter charge. And then 
Uh, it took him many years to to finally figure out that DNA evidence was before him, so on, so on. So this is what he's been going through. So he he's been he's been texting out to me. He says, I need help and advice bad. My life was threatened but the same by the same organization that stomped me out last year this time. I'm not gonna run because they're everywhere, but what can I do is make sure that the guys who did that is held accountable. If the hall camera works as it should, then the guys will be seen surrounding me. I won't run because that is insane. I need the camera looked at between those times. So I was texting back and forth with him. Then he 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 uh he texted me again. This got to be reported, bro. It ain't what you do, it's how you do it. I'm getting my mom to call the case manager and warden. I'm looking at this not being bad but good. Mississippi prisons are ran by the vice lords and gangsters. There are crips and bloods as well. The bloods fall under the vice lords. On the Christian Muslim side, negative. You either in a gang or you are on your own as I am. Here, if one person from a gang gets in a fight with someone not a part of a gang, the other members in that gang are going to help the other. It's never a good outcome. Last year at this facility, a guy was beat to death on the walk by non-gang members but they were junkies paid to crash out by gang members. I've been stomped out by this gang before, and I've been in prison 13 years. Man, I'm innocent fighting for my life against this racist-ass state, and while they constantly slow-playing and bullshitting, I'm really fighting for my life. I'm here. It ain't no running. Feel me. So that's not what I'm going to do. However, by reporting this and getting it documented, I'm going to have the DA office and court of appeal. It's one thing to say it's an innocent person behind bars in one of the worst. Uh, it's another if it's an innocent person who can prove they're innocent factually using court documents and lab reports also to also prove that his life is being threatened while they play God with his life and they know that they're wrong. If it ain't no argument for my innocence, yeah, I confessed and pleaded guilty, but neither was case I did any or knew anything because he didn't know that the DNA evidence was out there clearing him and they were forcing him. They were coercing him to plea out right by uh, having his wife there in handcuffs, telling him that they were going to arrest him and her for first degree murder if he didn't plea out to manslaughter right then. And his own attorney, which I, I like to point out, was a black attorney told him that if he didn't plea out at that time, he was going to walk away from the case because he didn't stand a chance. So this is why he said, what else could I do? But this goes on in every prison, every prison, the stress and anxiety. How can somebody rehabilitate themselves under that type of stress and anxiety of worrying if, if your life is going to end in any moment, Right. And it's sad because they don't foster anything for alternatives. And it's the gangs and things. I don't know about the men prison in Michigan, of course, I'm female, but I'm sure they have gang affiliation and stuff like that in there. Um, they have cliques in the women's prison. You know what I'm saying? It's not really so much as gang affiliation, but it's cliques. And yeah, if you ain't part of certain cliques, you know, you can face certain things. You can face certain things that um, 
is unnecessary, not going to be in your favor. People can set you up. They can jump you. They can do a lot of different things. And nine times out of 10, an individual will get to the point where if they're bored and why not? Why not engage in all these negative activities? I'm bored. Why not start taking other people's medicine like I see everybody else doing? You know what I'm saying? I'm bored because there is not enough of something else. And these people were not perfect to begin with. So you put a broken person in a broken system Mm -hmm. and then you don't have any way for them to correct themselves or for you to offer true corrections. And then you elect them back in society. And then when they recidivate, you say, yep, we knew. You knew because you set them up to do it. Because not only did you help them inside, but when they come home, you don't have resources for them being needs. Well, I know that you have an 11 o'clock and I want to let you get um, get focused on that. But before we go, wrapping this up, um, I just would like you to share just some of your accounts of going in at 17 years old as, as felony oh. murder, looking at a potential life sentence and, and the stresses and traumas that you went through that I just explained what this gentleman's going through. It's beyond that. I mean, there's, I've never actually really, because women prison is kind of different than that. It's more of an emotional, psychological warfare in the women's prison. You know, yeah, you can get jumped. I've had fights in prison and there I've seen people getting double teamed and triple teamed and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? I even have, Heard of somebody being tied up and assaulted sexually in their bed in a in a room that only the officer control to get in, but yet you know what I'm saying it's just well officer it did end up going to prison for that, but it's like the lawsuit, the sexual harassment lawsuit. It was a lot of us on that, and it took like people were having abortions, they was having babies, and it took like, wait a minute, how is these people that has been incarcerated for 10, 15 years having babies? How is they having babies? And and then it was like, they tried to say that well, most of these women are doing it for favors, for different things that's coming in and whatnot, but if you in an environment and this person has control of you, do I really have control over saying yes or no? I can remember on a holiday, it was a certain officer that one always shook me down. He used to always want to shake me down. And at this particular day, I was so tired of being shook down. And I had kept complaining about this officer constantly shaking me down. And it turned into a big altercation to where I was at control center at like almost 10 o'clock at night you know, with being threatened with a slew of misconduct tickets, even even so much as being locked up for staff assault, all because I yanked away from an officer, a male officer, that I did not want to touch me inappropriate that particular day. I was missing my family. I was It was just one holiday too many for me. And instead of them helping me, they blackmailed me into silence. Oh, it basically boiled down. Oh, if you got if this is what you're saying, then here go all these tickets that we finna turn in and we about to turn around. You got to be handcuffed. So it was like, shut up and take all of this. 
or be in segregation for a staff assault, which is something as a juvenile and somebody who you want an opportunity to go home one day and you trying to show, because in my mental mind as a kid, I just kept feeling like that if I keep proving that I'm a good kid, if I keep proving that, yes, I should have spoke up. No, I was not there. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand why I have to die in prison. There's a lot of things that as a kid, you don't understand and you can't comprehend. And there's nobody there to help you. And it's sad that it was the residents, the older lifers that had incorporated life skills that was the ones that led and guided me and said, Kim, go to school. Kim, go get your degree. Go get this vocational training while they're offering it to you. But when it was my turn to be the mentor to the people, it, they, those programs weren't there anymore. So outside of me telling them, please stop um, using other people's drugs. Oh, please stop getting insulin tickets. Or oh, please stop doing this. I mean, what other alternatives did I have to give them? So I saw all these young kids coming in as teenagers, maxing out of their prison sentence because there was nothing else for them. Right. Nothing else. And by the time you realize that, you know, by the time you realize the errors of your ways, you can't get that time back. You no, know? you can't. And it's sad because what happens like this young man that just he's innocent, he's innocent, but he's in the jungle. And those people inside, either some of them know he's innocent, some of them probably the gang members that is keep trying to get at him but know who actually committed the crime he in jail for. You never know the dynamics. And if he die in prison and under the charge of that, they're never going to open the case back up. They're never going to investigate. So it's like mm -hmm. levels and levels and levels to this stuff. What they're going to do is life. write him off as, as what they're doing now is, is yeah, they off like COVID. He confessed. He was the person, and then the real killer just goes free, study killing people, and it's, it's like, what's the problem? What's the solution to this? We need to humanize this dehumanizing system. Well, we, we have need to, to bring the, the human back. We have to raise the stigma. I'm challenging all these other quote unquote convict channels that swear that they've been through the mix and all of this stuff. Listen, man, when you go through like what. What I've been through and what this lady has been through, we don't come out and talk about that stuff. Look how hard it is for her to really just talk about the, these things. So any of these quote unquote convict channels that, that are preaching about violence, they were watching it from their cell. I promise you. So I'm urging these convict channels to stop promoting the violence in prison for likes and subscribes because this stuff has to stop. A big gang fight out in Texas got all the federal institutions on lockdown. A man just died of a heart attack while an officer laughed at him while he was dying and they wrote him off as COVID. This is what's going on in our institutions. Please um, drop your quote. Did you hear about the, the, op, the young man who helped somebody in Michigan? He pushed someone else all the way to healthcare because they have different sides and they close the healthcare on their side. In the middle of a pandemic, and he had to push him all the way, a 15, 20-minute walk, there and back, and they say he made it all the way back to his unit and collapsed and died after pushing someone to healthcare. Oh, yes, I heard about that. He, Yes, I believe that's who I'm talking about. 
I believe wow. that's the guy that I'm talking about where he went and was complaining of chest pains because he was pushing this guy all day long and he died right there at the officer's feet. And at the officer, he, he actually died. As they, They're he, saying that he died of COVID. In. They're writing. No, he's, he did right not now. die of COVID. He had a heart attack. My brother is in that institution. He he was frantic about that. He said, sis, he pushed him from healthcare." And collapsed as soon as he walked in the unit. He kept saying, Oh, my chest hurt, my chest hurt. And the officer was laughing and saying something to the effect of, uh, Oh, you should have took your time or some joke, not realizing that this man was dying. That's how small of a world it is. And that's how small of a world it is inside the prison institution because I was just on TikTok Live. With the with the name with the woman named Polly, and I might add that into this. I might incorporate that into this video, just to show you that her, she was the one that contacted me and told me that her brother was in there, and 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 was like very good friends with this guy. And now look at you, Kimberly. Another powerful, powerful, powerful discussion. Please, again, let the viewers know how to get you and what you got. Yes, going please, on. please reach out to me at. Kim at myliberation.org. Call me at 313-957-1410. Please check out the website, www.liberationandjusticeforallcoalition.org. That's www.liberationandjusticeforallcoalition.org. This is where you can find the Good Time Petition. You can actually read it. You can actually sign up to be a volunteer. Please donate if you don't have the time or the energy to be a volunteer to help us gather signatures. You can send your resources to us so that we can even pay someone else to be able to be out there to do those things. Your $5, $10, $100 or more will go a long ways with restoring dignity Maybe. back to these people that it happened to have made a mistake. I'm not judging. I'm not excluding nobody's crime. I'm not making excuses for those actions. I'm saying they're being held accountable now in a place that's supposed to be correcting them. It's in the name Michigan Department of what? Hmm. Corrections. So where is the correction in your department? Mm -hmm. Stop warehousing and give them a reason to want to be better. If you put all negativity around them in the environment, what do you expect the outcome to be? But if you give them a glimmer of hope and say, not only will you be better working through this programs, but we will give you a little time off your sentence. Yes, you will have individuals that do it for the wrong reasons. But if they truly work the program and the people in charge will know, you will be able to tell, the parole board will be able to tell in their actions, words, and deeds. Because these are simple programs that we want them to have that they can skim through. No, we want them to really work on themselves mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Everything. We want them to get have the tools and the resources to get to the root as to, to why they ended up in that situation in the beginning. Give them the tools to heal inside. 
so they can come out into society and really truly be productive citizens. Hurt people hurt people. Mm, heal people heal people. Amen. I named my organization Redeem and Carol, not because I'm so with myself. No, I wanted everybody to know I'm still in being redeemed. I'm redeeming, but everybody is in the process of redeeming. Every returning neighbor is still in a process. And once they come home, they are in a new challenge and a new process. And if they haven't learned the things that they need to learn while incarcerated, like better coping skills, communication skills, how to navigate trauma and to deal with it successfully in a productive manner mm. that doesn't destroy them or others, then you have a wonderful society of healing. That's what good time represents to me. It's the humane approach to showing that people are not above redemption. Everybody can be redeemed. I don't care what religion you follow. I don't care how, even if you are atheist, you still, if you do something to somebody, you want them to forgive you. I'm, I apologize. That's redemption yeah. in its lowest form. Amen. And there's no question. And, and, and that's it. You know, it, it's, it's understanding that our criminal justice system has been corrupt for a very long time. And it's, it's, it's getting these people out, you know, it's getting these people out and thinning out this two again, 2 million people, 2 million plus people incarcerated in the land of the free. So it's, it's time to start bringing our people back into the communities and it's time for our communities to start welcoming these people back in. As you can see, the, the atrocities that this woman has went through and look what she's done. She's, she's came home and been blessed. You know what I mean? So that speaks, that speaks a lot. You know what I mean? When you see that people are being blessed, that, that means that they're walking in the truth. And these are the people that we need to stand behind, listen to and, and rally behind. So 5 million, 5 million signatures. Let's make this go viral. Let's get this woman 5 million signatures and let's Please. rally. Let's rally behind we the people. It's time we the people start understanding the prison complex and what we've been through and start accepting what it is and embracing these returning citizens so we can make our unit strong. Please, five million signatures, man. And the website again is www.justiceforallcoalition. I'm gonna put it in the links. I'm gonna put it in the links. They're gonna be able to click on it. Yes, that's what please. I want to do. I want them to be able to Hit click on up. it and go Hit right me to up. it. Redeemingcarmody.org. So even if you Hit can't donate, up. if you cannot donate, we just ask donate a five spread minutes of your word. time. Five minutes of your time just to click spread the link. Spread the word. Please. Spread the word. Sign spread and the word. If you Good have a loved one meeting. incarcerated, or if you know someone incarcerated, even you if don't you have don't. to love them. Even if you don't care about. That even if, even if you don't understand home, what's going think on. About it. Think about it. How do you want, they're going to come home eventually one day. How do you want them to come home? They might be your neighbor. Do you want them whole or angry? Do you want them just have been sitting there learning new ways to be bad and only getting attention from negative behavior, which only intensify and makes it more of a habit of getting negative behavior? 
or you want them to get incentives for good behavior. Good time, it just makes really good sense to be the right approach. It is time for us to be humane. It is time. I've never met, out of all my years of incarceration, I've never met any man that didn't love his country. Even though that he knew that he was a wreck or he was he was a damaged person, he I've never met an inmate who didn't appreciate their country, love their country, love the people. You know, it's just that they didn't know how to survive. That's all it is, is is that they don't they felt abandoned by their by their nation, by their parents, by whoever, by society. And they just didn't know how to survive. And and mistakes were made along the way. That's all that's happening so let me let you go because i know you got to run this has been beautiful man and you can connect with me anytime kimberly man absolutely it's been a pleasure and an honor in any time no question no question and tell the people free me podcast man hey free me free me (sighs) peace y'all take care of yourselves man hey cuz guess what what's up if we all ain't free nobody is free okay and that's that's what free me is. Free Absolutely. me. Thomas, free me. Let me Thank out you. of this this slave labor. <laughs>